What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can check out new episodes of the Drop Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast and on our socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at the Drop underscore pod. No matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow and listen along. This episode is brought to you by All County Exteriors. All County Exteriors is a third generation premier exterior home remodeling company celebrating over 40 years in business in a remodeling world where the average remodeling company only survives in business for only five years all county exteriors has stood the test of time providing their customers with top quality roofing siding windows and doors they service homeowners and builders with anything from small repairs to large additions all county exteriors is not just limited to construction they have a deep passion for giving back to their community and our charitable supporters of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the American Cancer Society, Roofs for Troops, and Parents of Autistic Children. If you have planned to do any exterior modeling, call the experts at All County Exteriors for a free, no-obligation estimate for your project. Just call 732-370-2780 or email them at info at allcountyonline.com. That's 732-370-2780 for All County Exteriors for all your remodeling needs. You, you sound wonderful. <laughs> this is the Drop Podcast where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Kulat. What's up, Drop Pod people? How are you doing this week? Uh, I am super, super excited for this episode. It has been, I think, a year in the making. But before we go any further, got to wish you a happy birthday, Mike. Congrats. You made it. Much appreciate it. Another year. Much appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Mike and I are recording this a few days ago, so if you're hearing this for the first time on Wednesday, um, you're a few days late, but certainly feel free to uh, reach out and wish Mike happiest of birthdays. So, happy birthday, bud. All right. So, today's episode, I think, is going to be an absolutely phenomenal episode. We are talking about all the places we've played this year. The scoring season ended in New Jersey. Uh, we were fortunate enough all year to play some absolutely awesome, awesome places. Uh, so today we're going to give you our countdown of those places. We're going to go through our ratings of those places. Um, kind of chop up basically our whole year here and, and, the, and the year we had on the golf course and, and kind of give you our our point of view on some of the uh, some of the top courses that we played, and then you have to stick around because we have Stephen Hennessy as today's guest. Who, Mike? I'm glad you asked because Stephen Hennessy is the managing editor for Golf Digest. Uh, he's also a writer. Uh, he writes for the magazine. He writes for the website and all their digital platforms. And he's got a bunch of really good articles out there. Uh, if you go to golfdigest.com, he's got some, some really good stuff out there. But he, along with Derek Duncan, are the ones that write the Golf Digest article, The Best Golf Courses in New Jersey. That came out on July 13th. Um, every year, Golf Digest comes out with their, their list. Uh, and that's kind of the penultimate list when anyone's looking at the best golf courses in New Jersey or there's some kind of debate or whatever. 
That's the list everyone goes to for arguments, discussions, all that kind of stuff. So we have Steven on today. We're going to talk to him about the list, uh, the process, how it works, uh, maybe even do some light grilling of, of some of our questions for him on, on uh, what he's what he deemed as top courses in New Jersey. And, and maybe Mike and I agree or disagree. So um, so we're going to have him on and kind of have a, a talk about New Jersey's top courses. So we have a very heavy New Jersey golf course episode. So make sure you stick around and give it a listen. You're not going to want to miss this episode. All right, Mike. I, how do you want to start? I know, I know we both have our lists. I know we both got our, our ideas. Uh, I think you lead the way. Okay. I'll just follow suit. So I have been rating the courses we've played all year. I know that that kind of behind the scenes, you know, I've been doing that. I'm going back to last year. We came up with this rating system and I've, I've been going with it. I've been adding notes to it. And we'll have to figure out a good way to distill that information on, on the courses um, out to the public. But in going through that list, you know, when we talked to Chris Dibbick, he said that the, the course rating may not necessarily match up with your favorite courses, right? Or like the, the best course. So I, I think that, that that might hold true a little bit here um, in some of our in some of our rankings, I would think. The other caveat that I want to bring up before we get started with this, I didn't put any of the golf courses from my trip to Ireland. Only stayed with New Jersey golf courses since that's what we're talking. I also broke them up into public and private. I think that's also needed to do because I think, uh, especially what we found, that even the best public course in the state it's probably not in our top five of courses we played because there are so many great private tracks in the state. So, uh, so I think we break it up that way. So that's just kind of a, a couple caveats that I wanted to start with there. How's that sound? No, oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. So let's start. You want to start public or private? Let's go public. Okay. I have seven. For my top five. There are two that I want Seven for your top five. I knew time you'd out, hate that. Out, I out. knew that you would hate time that. Out. Time out. <laughs> this, this is the thing. This is like, this is the generation that we live in where everybody gets a trophy. Like, listen, we understand that difficult decisions need to be made. You have to give me five. It's your top five. I will. That means, yes, that means six and seven are outside the top five. Correct. They're honorable mentions. But we can't, we can't say everything is number one. Correct. Okay. So I so your top five. I just so as as I was putting these together. So let me let me tell you my process. Here's what I did, Mike. I took all the golf courses that we played and I put them on a list. And then from that list, I started moving them around. And I was like, okay, I like this one better than this one. And I started started moving them. And I, you know, it's not like we played 600 courses this year. So and when you break it up into public and private, I think it was pretty easy to. Um, to do as far as the, you know, how many different ones that we played. So my number one public course was Riverwinds. I absolutely loved it there. I really, really did. It was a beautiful, uh, well-manicured, 
it was a great course. I had no no qualms or, or problems with it at all. It was it was it was great. It really was. I will say this that I think my number two course could surpass it in the future because of the conditions I played the number two course in. You got a guess at what number two is? Based on previous conversation, that's Balamore. That is Balamore. And I, I think just because it was late fall, uh, right before the season ended, I had leaves everywhere. Um, it had nothing, taken nothing away from the course. I thought about going one and, you know, one A, one B, uh, but I knew you'd hate that. So I, I give River Winds just a tick over, um, just a tick over Balamore. Uh, and again, nothing, not, not necessarily a knock on Balamore, just uh, River Winds was in, was in perfect conditions when I played it. My number three is Rock Spring. Really loved Rock Spring. Um, why I have it three is I, I, I don't, and Mike, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, and I, even if I'm wrong, I don't think I move it up to two. It wasn't very long, and we played the tips. So I, I don't know. It, it, it had something about that feeling. Playing Balamore from 7,100 yards had a bigger feeling than playing Rock Springs from 65 or 64 or from whatever it was, like tipping it out. Yeah. So that was the only knock I really had on, on Rock Springs. Phenomenal, phenomenal track. I absolutely love it. It's, again, not knocking it. It's just when you've know, got to make the tough decisions. That's, that's my third. My fourth is Shoregate down south there. Uh, I really had a, a, a nice time down there. I thought that course, same thing. You can, you can tip that out to make it an absolute bear. And that's a... When it's going on all cylinders, when you're playing from the tips, it's far back, and they're putting the pins in tough locations, like for a tournament, that course can be one of the biggest public tests in the state, I would say. That was a, a really good golf course. Uh, I really enjoyed Shoregate. And then my, and then my number five is, is, is righty layup, I would say. It's just, just a righty layup. Hominy Hill. You can't go wrong with the, with the Trent Jones course. Uh, it's local to me. It has the nostalgia, sure. I hope that's, you know, I try not to put that in. But that golf course, when it's in good shape, it is, it is prime. It really is. So those are my top five. And then, like I said, the ones that made the cutting floor, six and seven, as you said, that they're not top five. I'd like to point it out, but I did want to get your blood boiling a little bit before we started. Black Bear in Charleston. Again, you know I love Charleston. We had an awesome time at Black Bear. Those were, those were uh, honorable mention for the top five that I was like, could I put them in? Um, so that, that's my top five public. Yeah, so I mean, that's a solid list. I mean, listen, I, it's hard to argue against any of those. I mean, I, I think back to all the spots that you said and, and think about each golf course specifically, and they're all good. They all are. And I think that's another reason why I've said this on so many different occasions on so many different podcasts, that this golf here in New Jersey is simply the best. I mean, you just named, in my opinion, five phenomenal golf courses that are public that anybody can go play, and it ranges. You want to go north, you want to go south, you want to go east, you want to go west. You just gave five 
in all different geographic areas of the state. I, like, I, yeah. So good. Hard, hard to argue with any of them. And again, like, like a lot of things in terms of, quote, favorites, everybody's eye test is different. Some people like it. Some people don't. Some people play well, and that justifies they like it. Some people don't play well, and now all of a sudden they hate it. So, like, I, I totally get your five because I, I think they're all good. And I, I like the fact that we're sticking to this year specifically um, rather than a kind of like an all-time list. Um, because I when I started looking at mine, I was like, uh-oh, I could be in trouble because I actually took a peek and saw that I posted 30 scores. Okay, I posted 30 rounds of golf. Now, some were combinations of nine whole spots here and there. So and I took, Mike, only- I took those out. The ones, the ones that when, when you and I get to go out and play nine holes and it, it combines mm-hmm. those, I didn't, put, I didn't put those holes in. I didn't put those rounds gotcha. in, I should say. So um, more so when we get yeah, to the okay, private so that, side, I took those out. Right. So, so with you saying that, I actually counted of the, not, of the 30 posted scores that I have, if you take out the combinations with the nines, I only have played nine public golf courses. And I know that sounds like a little bougie in a sense of like, oh, wow, you only play the pro- privates. But like, <laughs> I, I, that's where I played this year. And it's hard to say like... Well, the, like, you, like you said, we got fortunate right. enough to play a ton yeah. of great places. The posting season is, you know, April to yes. November. You got family. You know, we got we got work outside of this. You know, so that's not. A... I, I got my list, and I know it's it's not as okay. broad in a sense, and it may be very similar to yours in a lot of ways. Um, I was at, hold, hold up, Mike. Can I, can we caveat this? I'm going to cut you off, and maybe we should have put this before, but let's at least say it now. Mike and I have not talked about our list yeah, yet. No, we haven't. We've we've may have hinted about like it's been on this on the on the podcast how much I love a certain place or Mike loves a certain place, but neither Mike nor I in leading up to this episode have said officially, "Hey, this is my list. What do you got?" So we're both giving it to each other here for the first time. Uh, our, our as far as our yeah. list go. So I so, mean, so so now without further ado. So here's okay. my my list. I'll go from five to my number one. And I, I mean, my number five, and again, I know it may get scrutinized to some extent, but um, my number five was Black Bear. And I, and I know that's kind of, you know, may not be high on many people's lists, but when I go back and I look at the publics that I played, Black Bear just had some different thing to it that I haven't seen often. The ups, the downs, mm-hmm. um, the views, the mountains, like you I don't love that par three I, with the mountain. Yeah, there. there was just so many different things I, I liked about it. Even that twelfth hole when you like kind of went down like a shoot, like you're you're hitting a tee shot out mm-hmm. of this little like I don't know, it felt like a rocket ship, and then it just dived straight down. Or or even your Ryan versus the par five that just felt like I was climbing a mountain the entire time uphill. Right. You know, so like those things to me are aesthetically pleasing, and that's something that that drew me to Black Bear being number five. Um, number four for me was Riverwinds. I think that's a fair, I think that's fair because yeah. I had it at six. Yeah. You, you got it at five. I, I, think it's I a good have Riverwinds at four, similar to you, dude. I, I thought that stretch along the, the, the Delaware River there was so good. I want to say it was like 
15, 16, 17, or 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever it was, that little stretch there. Yeah, I, I go. I, I actually like going one further back. 17 is the yeah. par 3, that, that little yeah. island green there. So if you go backwards to uh, that short par 4, yep. 16, and then... Um, 15. You know, I like 15 yeah. and 14. I like going, which I know 14 is a little more inland. But, yeah, that was a a, a really good golf a hole. A really good stretch. I, I would agree. That stretch there is a yeah, great stretch uh, that, of That golf. stood out big time to me. Like, I, I really, really like that stretch. Um, number three, I went Rock Spring. Um, again, it was just kind of like the aura, I think, of, of finally getting to that spot that so many people had said so many positive things. Um, the guy that we were out there playing with was was a really good dude. I wish I remembered his name, but I I don't. Um, yeah, so I such a now. nice guy, kind of showing us the ins and outs of that place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I. When you think of Rock Springs, what holes do I you think, think of? Number of? three, the par three that goes straight like right up the hill, like that hole right off the bat to me okay. sticks out. Just like, bam, like here it is, you know, I don't know why. And it's, there's really nothing to so, it. Yeah. But I don't know if I just remember the tee so that, shot, the background, a long kind of long green, um, the bunker in front. With the quarry yeah. or like the quarry or, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is to the it was, left. It was just yeah. Great golf again hole. for me that just stood out. I liked how you had to go across the street yeah. to four and five. Kind of thought that was cool. Had like the mm-hmm. old school fence, you know, that you, you saw neighbors growing up back in the day, always had around their property. Um, so to me, Rock yep. Spring, I put three. Um, and then for me, like. I think when I think Rock Spring, I think the back more so. I, I think the back has a lot more, like the holes that I think of. I think one and two were like kind of gimmicky holes. Three was a great golf hole. Four and five almost were like, we need to put some more holes because we got to get to 18. And then really once you got to six, I felt like we were on in like the meat of the course, if that if you know what I'm saying, right? So six is that par three that's over, that's got like the sombrero um, green kind of thing. But yeah, I, I would agree with you. Three was beautiful, but uh, but Rock Springs, I wonder if we got to play there again if it goes up more because you know how the first time you're playing a course you're still trying to figure it out or you're still like seeing what the course is about yep i wonder if that gets a i wonder if the more if we were to go back there and play it if we were like okay this course is better than i originally thought yeah, quite possibly i mean listen i i it was i i thought it was really good i did i don't even know how else, any other words yeah. i mean then for me i think my numbers one and two are just pretty standard in terms of all the things that i've said on repeat here I went Ballamore too, um, and Scotland Run was my one. I mean, I still think Scotland Run is is so damn pure. I, I know people talk about Nishanik. I know people talk about Ballio, and I know people talk about different, you know, hominy like yourself. Like, But to me, like, Scotland Run has it all. It, it truly does. Like, I, I don't know. Every time I play there, and again, it's only been maybe like five times in my life that I've played there. But I've never had a bad experience with anybody from the people in the pro shop to, to the, the, you know, the people that are you're taking your clubs out of your car to the golf course to everything about it. It's just so damn good. And I think having the little airplane there in the, in the sand 
on 17 is just like it's just a great little thing and I just think that to me is Scotland run and that's why as of 2023 that is my number one public golf course in New Jersey that I've played that I've played so my you should uh, I should have put this caveat in before as well because I know Nishanik is on everybody's list and everybody talks about it and I did play it this year and it's not on my list because of the format I played it. I played it in like an outing. So I didn't, I, I, I felt like that, um, I felt like that, not that it takes away, but it's not like I played it as like a, as like a, a round of golf. I played it as like an outing round of golf. So I, I took that out as well. And I did the same with one track on the private side as well. We played a private track together and I didn't put that in there. And again, I think it would be in there had it not been in an outing format. But when we get to yeah, the but I think that makes sense. I think how you play it is definitely it, it takes either something away or makes it better in terms of like what you're doing. Like if I I'm a big advocate of I want to play my own own ball. So like I, I want to play my own ball so I can get a true sense of the golf course. If we're playing a scramble and I'm constantly hitting the best shot. Yeah, it's like if it was my own best shot, then maybe that's a different story. Right. But you know, if I hit one in the woods, I you know yeah. I gotta kind of own up to that and hit that out. Two for you, uh, just with how you've talked about it uh, on the on the pod so often. So uh, nothing wrong with that list. Uh, again, I think some crossovers there. Only playing nine courses is is obviously you're you're only putting four on the cutting room floor, and um, you know I, I, we could probably could have had a good idea with. With what you were going with, yeah. There. I mean, listen, Shoregate, Shoregate um, could have been I'm, on that list at, at six. Right, but in the words of the great Don Lagreca, who are you taking off? Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of the five I went with, um, and I guess if you, you know, Shoregate would have been a six. But all right, let, let's keep it going here. Let's roll into our top private tracks now. I didn't actually look at the numbers. Uh, I guess I could take a second and do some quick math here if I pulled up my my gin app, but we did play more private golf courses this year than we than we did public. And we really were super fortunate with people who either had invited us or connections that we had made or guys that that came up and and uh we did interviews with. I mean, we really it's it's ironic that it was Thanksgiving weekend that we're doing this. Uh, I could not have been more thankful to people that as I was putting this list together, I was like, oh, that guy's such a great guy. I'm super thankful for him. And this guy, uh, tr- that was tremendous. Like, what a great time we had. So really, I, I hope you guys all listening know how thankful we are for you guys either having us there, inviting us, letting us play, whatever the case is. Um but here, you know, again, some difficult decisions had to be made. You want me to start? Or you want to start? Let's keep it going. You start it again, and then we can just go from there. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of very. I, I, I think I know your number one. Okay. But I'm dying to hear two through five because I think Pe- people who haven't been listening to the podcast know yeah, my number one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, at this point, I think all of New Jersey knows your number one. Um, but I am curious, really, your two through four, because I guess not to spoil it, but you're, are you going in order one through five? I was actually, I like that you went five through one, so I was going to go that, but no, I can go the other way. That's fine. I, can go I, one. Just, I, can I go figured your number one. one has to be North Jersey, right? 
Right. So I figured, all right, we know yeah. number one. I, and we know you're number one as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I think mine are probably very easy to guess, but let's hear it. So we got, let's go in your order. Go for it. So, so you want me to go yeah, top go to bottom? Top to bottom go one through five? We all know number one. Okay. North Jersey, uh, again, I don't know. Like I said there, I hope it's not recency bias. I'm trying not to have it be. I loved that layout. I thought it was the best manicured course that we played all year. I thought it was the, like the company we had, the people that we met there were unbelievable people. The uh, Having Brian and James... Uh, and, and Brian, like, allow us out there, talking to them, genuine, wholesome. The experience of, of playing with those guys and, again, meeting some of the members there, that experience there was second to none. And I, I took that out of it in trying to rate the golf course. I thought that golf course was spectacular. I love what they're doing to the 10th hole. If you've been following James on Instagram uh, or, or North Jersey country club the the tenth hole is getting kind of widened out and they're making it a par five it's it's amazing to see the work they're doing they just dug out a bunker filled it in with grass kind of making it a big dog leg it's it's going to be it's going to be great and and i think there's all the updates they've had it, it was spectacular the clubhouse being old I, I can't say enough good things about it i loved that place with a lot of my heart. I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Number 2. Union League. Now, as we said when we got Union League, I was like I was shocked that you got it. I didn't think that was even in the realm of possibility for its aura, for its you know, the pictures you see, it's like wow, that's like an untouchable like oh, it's like it, it, it'd be like getting a hookup with a model. You see them in, in commercials and, and in magazines, and you're like, oh, that would be untouchable. And then you, you, know, then you go out, you meet her at the bar, and, and you have a good time. Like, that's what that was. It was incredible to play that place, to see all the work they did, to hear that they moved so much, so much earth to make that course. It, it really, you don't think you're in New Jersey when you're there, other than seeing all the pine trees. It was it was an incredible track, and we didn't even play the best nine there. So I'm looking forward to getting to play that nine at some point. But, yeah, that was, that was a special place. I think you'll like number three. Manasquan River. Yes, it was. Again, trying to take out the, the aura. I tried focusing just on the golf course, right? This is what we're supposed to be rating is the golf course itself. But I can't – I'd be remiss if I didn't at least talk about how – Good to us, Chris has been, and and I said this when we interviewed him. I, I've I had met Chris twice or three times before we started this podcast, and the first time we had him on, he talked to me like we were family, and it was it shows the kind of people that are around Manasquan that they treat you like family. We got to play with um, and meet some of the members there, and and then go into the to the amateur there. Um, it was just. It's a it's a special place, as far as all the people go. Taking that away and looking at the golf course, I love that it's two very distinct nines. It really makes you feel like you're playing two different golf courses. 
you know, you have that linksy kind of nine along the water. You got the hills and the woods on the other side, on the front. And it's, it's, it's mentally different to kind of get and, and get around the golf course. It's like, I got to think about, okay, I got trees here. I got this here. I got that here. And then you get into the link style and it's like, okay, what's the wind doing? And, and it's just, it's testing your mental fortitude for 18 holes in a multitude of different ways. While also, you're hitting every club in the bag. You're hitting irons off tees. You're hitting, you know, you, you got to go short and then go long, or you got risk rewards here. It, it's a tremendous layout, and it was in pristine condition. The updates to the halfway house, I love that halfway house and where it's located. You can't beat the views along the water. It was tremendous. It, Manasquan was a was a special place, and like I said when we played it, I I, I hate giving you props, but I got to give you props. That place was special. Staying in, uh, I guess, kind of in South Jersey. There, Galloway was my number four. Galloway's number seven on the New Jersey top twenty list. Um, that's been one that like you hear there's an aura about. It's been a lot longer than Union League. You got views of Atlantic City. You got some water views. It, it was spectacular. That place that I, I got to play, and again, how I got to play it was was amazing. The course was pristine. I mean, there wasn't one piece of grass out of place. Um, I, I totally could see what you were saying when you played it with like people were up on the on the deck watching you hit your shots onto the green on 18. That would be a spot that I could really, really enjoy and do some damage. But that place was was absolutely beautiful. And again, something you don't always see is like the view of the skyline of Atlantic City. Yeah, I love Galloway. I could play that course every single day. Yeah. And, and then my number five, I did a lot of thinking on. Uh, this was the one that took me the longest out of any of them, not just the public or the private. Like, out of any of the, of the decisions I had to make, this one was the longest. I really loved Essex Fells. Wow. I, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought that place was in such good condition. I loved the, the layout of it. I love, you know how much I love, like, the stonework. And, and like things leading up to ponds. I thought it was absolutely beautiful there. I, I loved Essex Fells. And to your, to your point, you just said you could play Galloway. I feel like I could play Essex Fells a ton throughout the summer. Like that's a place where I'd be, if I was, if I was playing there three times a week, I'd be totally fine with it. I absolutely loved it there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. That I thought would throw you for a loop. Yeah, I, I don't know where I would have guessed, to be honest with you. I may have guessed like Deal. Maybe I thought maybe Deal would sneak into your top five. I did not see Essex mm-hmm. Fells, not one bit. But, I mean, listen, when I think back to that day with Gaffney out there, you did putt lights out, the best I've ever seen you putt. <laughs> and I guess if you're trying to think about like positive memories about a place on top of the, the golf course, like – you got good vibes flowing there. You got good vibes flowing there. Yeah. In front of Gaffney. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that place, I, I, like I said, the other ones, uh, I do also have a six and seven that would have made it. Uh, I mentioned not putting a course on there. 
because of the format we played, but you and I played Upper Montclair in an outing, and if we didn't play that in the outing, I think that's a for sure top five for me. Uh, I I had a lot. That place is is really mint. But again, without putting it, you know, with the format we played, I had to stay stay consistent. I put it on there. Um, I do also have Deal and Arcola on here because you know how much I enjoy Deal, um, and Arcola is Arcola. So, but those were my those are my my first three left out of the tournament this this year. It's a good list. I mean, when you think back to the golf courses you played, I mean, how good are all those spots? I mean, you just named you just named probably Mike, twelve, ta- I, and every one is so damn good. Uh, it's a, it's incredible. I, I started with like how thankful I was when I looked at. I had my ratings sheet up, the the Google sheet that we use, and I had my my Gin app up, and I was looking through, and I was like, oh, we played that place, like legitimately when I was putting the list together, I had forgotten about Essex Fells. <laughs> yeah, so good. And then it was like, oh, I gotta think about that. And then I thought on it, thought on it, thought on it. It was it was really we were we really were very fortunate. Um and that's also not including Little Mill because we played it in November with Troy. We didn't play it in twenty twenty three. We played it in twenty twenty two. So so yeah, I mean it was we were really, really fortunate, man. We really were. Um, so doing that over over Thanksgiving weekend here, it was it was really there was a lot to be thankful for for a lot of reasons. But but when you look at like this podcast and the courses we played specifically, truly a lot to be thankful for. I mean, I think my list is is it is different, but it is similar. You know, there are spots that, you know, that I duplicate off of you um, and, and I'll give it to you. And I, and I think, like you said, I mean, everyone is unique in its own little way. And so many of them are so good that it's really hard to say, like, that's really six or seven or number 15. Because if you were invited me to there, I'd go back and play in a heartbeat. Like, Essex Fells is mm-hmm. not on my list at all. It wasn't even on my radar, but... If you said you want to go play Essex Fells, I'd say let's go. So it's not like to me I, I would yeah. turn down these spots. So when you're ranking the private side, it's so damn hard. But for me, at number five, I went Arcola. I I heard all the hype going into that place, and I just thought when you pulled into that parking lot, and I got there so damn early because I knew people said you got to see the skyline, and if you can get there when the sun is rising, like it's going to be amazing. And when the sun was coming out, I was like, oh my God, like you saw the city in the distance. You saw the skyline. It was like unreal. Then on top of it, the greens, as everybody said, were like lightning and no offense. I shot 89 that day. I, that golf course beat the shit out of me, but I was like, damn, this place is really good. And like you and I said, after that episode, if we were able to play there again, when they weren't aerating the fairways, I think it would have an even higher ranking because aesthetically, I think it has the makeup to be that. And I do. A hundred percent. And and like you said a lot too, yeah. like in terms of like learning the golf course, like a second time around, you get a little more comfortable with where you can hit it, where you can miss it. Here's how you want to chip this, so on and so forth. So to me, I, I put our right. cola five. Um, number four, 
I went I went Galloway. I absolutely love, like you said, I absolutely love Galloway. I don't know if there's really a bad thing to say about Galloway. I nonetheless I love how close it is to my house. Like to me that spot there's so many holes there that we could sit here and just say that's the best one. No, this is the best one. No, this is the best one. They're just like any of them from your first from your second shot into the first hole with the Atlantic City skyline in the distance, or the second hole's mm-hmm. tee shot, or the 17th hole's tee shot, or the 18th hole second shot. Like we could go on so many different shots on Galloway yeah. specifically. Um, yeah. So to me, like you, I I got it number four. Um, number three, I got Union League. Um, I do wish that we got to play the Sherman Nine. I do because that's where all the hype was really around. But I can also see why guys like you know Evan Schiller, when you're taking your pictures, that Mead Nine legitimately has every postage stamp that you could want for a picture. Oh, it's yeah. just to die for. And I mean, even to this day, that carousel post that I made of of Union League still continues to cycle through with people loving every single one of those pictures. So. To me, I got Union League number three. And then I just kind of held my ground in, in one and two. And I put number two, I had Manasquan River. And number one was Pine Valley. I mean, I don't know if I could ever put into words what that place was like. If you want to talk about like an aura, like that place had it. And I think as athletes and as you know, people that have played sports our whole lives, like we knew we know some people have it and some places have it. We just don't know how to define it. Pine Valley had it. Uh, yeah, tough to argue with any of those, Mike. Uh, like I said, I, I thought I knew, I thought number one was an obvious one for you. I was pretty sure you were going to go Manasquan number two, you know, just because of, of how, how much you love it. And, and as I said, it is an absolutely special place. Um, so, yeah, like you said, some overlap, but, but some different ones there. Uh, I would... I would also, you mentioned this with our cola, I would love to get a second shot at it. Not, <laughs> which is the stupidest thing ever said, right? But like, just because I would, I would obviously love to play a great course again. Taking that away, there was a bunch of times where I hit bad shots, right? Like, like my, my Ryan verse, I top my drive and it goes like 20 yards in front of the tee box, right? That's a bad shot. It's that's the that's not the course's fault, right? That's not me not knowing the course. But there were a couple times where like I hit a shot and I was like I hit that pretty good, and I hit it on the line that I thought I wanted to hit it, and it was just, you know, it, it the green wasn't there. Or there was too like a little more, you know, hit it a little too far and it rolled off or whatever it was. It was just knowing the course now or having seen the course now. I would hit some shots differently. And I'm not talking about like poorly executed shots, which obviously I have during a round. I just mean shots that I I now know what to expect out of the shot, I guess is more what yeah, I'm saying. I totally get that. All right, guys. So that that is our list, right? Mike and I have got the, you know, we got our, our top five public and private for you. Uh, let us know your thoughts. But as I've said, we've kind of been kind of been talking about it throughout the whole year. Um, as you said, Mike, I, 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 I'm talking to anybody and everybody about North Jersey. It's how much I love that place. So that was an obvious one for me. Again, Pine Valley for you was, was an obvious as well. So I, I hope you guys like the list. Again, let us know what you, uh, what you thought of it. Um, 
But we're going to kind of keep this rolling, and we're going to send you right now to the interview we did with Stephen Hennessy. Uh, Stephen is the deputy managing editor of Golf Digest. Uh, he, he's the guy that wrote the article on uh, in Golf Digest about the top 25 courses in New Jersey. So he gives some great insight about the process, how it works, the stuff that blew my mind. I had no idea that that's, that that's what... But that's how things worked in, in that system. So you got to stick around. He does a does a great job explaining it. We're talking about different courses, some that should be on there, shouldn't be on there. So we're going to keep uh, keep New Jersey courses coming at you here with our interview with Stephen. But before we send you to our interview with Stephen, make sure you go over to wherever you listen to podcasts, like, subscribe, all of our stuff. Follow us on Instagram, the drop underscore pod. Uh, Twitter, the same thing. Go follow our YouTube channel. Uh, you don't know how much that helps us if, if you give us that five-star rating, thumbs up, all that kind of stuff. It, it really helps us out. Here's our interview with Steven. Enjoy. So today's guest is a, is a very good one here, and I know that this article and these rankings mean a lot to all of us. So today's guest is a deputy managing editor for Golf Digest, which if you don't know, he oversees the 100 Greatest Course panel, um, also is the host of his own podcast called The Loop. Today's guest is Stephen Hennessy. Steve, thanks so much for coming on today's show. Yeah, Mike, Ryan, thanks so much for having me, being a little under the weather. Uh, I'm, I'm just pumped to join a couple Jersey guys talking about uh, some Jersey golf. So no, thanks for uh, having me. I'm, I'm excited. Love it. Yeah. It, I listen, wanna... let me, uh, let me start real go, quick go because th- this getting, getting you on the show today was maybe about two weeks ago, Ryan, we were talking about the list and everybody that, cause obviously we think everybody lives and dies by that list. And, and I think truly they do, especially when it comes to your state and they're always kind of talking about it, who writes it, you know, how does they, right. how does it all happen? So mm-hmm. Ryan, I said to Ryan, I said, part of my job in the podcast is to get the guests fi- figured out. Like more or less, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to just figure the, the damn thing out. So he gives me your name and I said, okay, I'm going to just start going after this and figure it out. <laughs> Thankfully, you're one of the nicer and easier guys that responded right away, that <laughs> said yes right away. That didn't, it didn't take me three months behind the scenes to get a, to get a response. I mean, I'm also like not a celebrity. You guys have had, you know, Jim Nance, Stuart Hagestad. Like, I'm just, you know, a lowly editor and a Jersey yeah, guy. Like, yeah, know, but you're not. No. You got the list. You got the list. <laughs> and that list carries a lot of weight here in New Jersey. A lot yeah. of weight. So let's get into this list because I think the list is something that everybody wonders. How are certain spots on it? How are certain spots not on it? Ryan and I want to know how do we get on the panel? Like we, we there's a lot of questions that we got to dive into here. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, so to start with, and I'll I'll go full circle, jump in whenever you got a question. But how it all works is we have about 1,900 course raters around the country and Canada who evaluate courses for us. So the nice thing is it has nothing to do with what I think about. The golf courses it removes golf digest completely it's it, it's really by the people and for the people which is nice when i go and play some of these places 
you know, because I disagree with our rankings in some places. Um, so it removes me a bit from the conversation, but, um, you know, it's also nice to be such a democratic, uh, process. And I enjoy that about our rankings and think that makes them the best in the business. Um, and then I don't think anybody knows that I I had no idea. I, I, like, because your name, you and and uh, it's Derek, right? Derek Duncan is the other guy that writes, yes. wrote the article. Uh, I I think that people look at that list and they go, these two schmoes don't know what the hell they're talking about. How could yeah, they put this course like, here? So it's it's really interesting to to hear you say right away that it's a that it's a democracy on on just who's on who's putting it in. That's mind blowing yeah. to me right off the bat. I think you're you're right. That's probably a very common thing I get is, you know, it's not just a couple editors, you know, smoking cigarettes in a room and like coming up, throwing darts <laughs> at a board. Like, oh, you know, this place, you know, had the, had the best lunch and they wine and dine me. So they're going to be at the top five. Yeah. Like very far away from that. That's how it worked probably in like the seventies and eighties. Um, no doubt, but no, I mean, it's all the data. Um, and I, I like to hide behind the data because it's so true. Um, you know, we have nothing to do with manipulating anything. Uh, it's just the averages of all of our panelists. So th- that's the nice thing. Okay. And how many panelists are doing New Jersey specifically? You said there's 1,900 throughout the country in Canada. How many, uh, do you have a number on how many are doing New Jersey specifically? Yeah, so we have about probably 50 or so New Jersey panelists, and it's not just the Jersey folks who evaluate Jersey courses. It's based on, you know, if you're a California person and you're traveling to the area, um, you can make your own schedule and reach out to the Jersey courses. So uh, it's not necessarily regional, but um, there are 50 New Jersey panelists. Gotcha. Uh, but, it, you know, there there's probably about 200 to 300 people who have evaluated New Jersey courses. Interesting. Okay, and is this is this organization of these panelists are they hired by Golf Digest or is it like an independent company that Golf Digest uses their their intel or their or their uh, Yeah. It's um and these folks are all like paid volunteers pretty much. So there's an application process you go through. We accept new panelists once a year. Um, but it, it's managed by Golf Digest. That's one of my main responsibilities is, um, you know, working with the, the the courses themselves. If they have any issues, you know, we have some strict policies uh, that if any of our panelists, you know, mess up and they're kind of out, it's it's one strike and you're out. Um, but yeah, we we kind of vet them up front and we manage them throughout the process and they make their own schedules. So it's not as if we're assigning them to specific courses. It's based on wherever they're going. Um, and they pay to be a part of it. You know, that's also like everything's out in the open with us. This used to be a free thing, but um, about six years ago, we started charging people $300 a year, which is, we believe, a pretty nominal fee. You know, if you're going to a nice private club, you know, you would pay about that in an unaccompanied guest fee, not to mention what you pay you know, your caddy, et cetera, and so forth. And so, you know, we felt if anyone was going to scoff at that fee, they're also the person who's not going to tip well at a facility and not, you know, treat us and represent us well while they're out there. So 
it's actually been a good thing, but yeah, th- these people are, are paid volunteers really. Cause it, it kind of is a good gig. So, um, I, I don't blame them for wanting to do it. I'll tell you what, you can tell Mike and I, uh, once we're done with this, how the app, how we put in our applications, <laughs> because I'd be all into that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's, uh, the golden ticket in a way. Um, so yeah, we'll discuss that <laughs> offline. <laughs> is, is there, do these raiders have to rate X amount of courses a year or do they have to, like, do they have to go to like all 50 of those New Jersey raiders? Do they all have to go play Pine Valley, Baltusrol, Plainfield, Bay? Like, is there, is there a rotation that they must go play or can you just go play one and you're done? Like what's the, what's the parameters along there? Yeah. The minimums are more broadly, not, uh, state by state wide. So they have to evaluate 15 courses every two years. Um, we tell them that they should be playing most of the courses on our, you know, on their state's candidate list. So, you know, in New Jersey, for instance, we do a top 25, there's probably about 50 or so what we call candidate courses. So those that are eligible for best in state. So we tell each person, Hey, you know, you, you should be playing pretty much every course that you can in your state because you should have the most pride in the, in the ranking by your state. But, you know, there's no requirement necessarily if I'm a Jersey person to go play 30 Jersey courses a year, it's more so 15 courses every two years, you know, in total. So. And, and you, you just said something that was interesting the candidate list. So New Jersey's got 50 candidates. What, what does a course need to have to be on that candidate list? Basically we want to make sure that, it's worth the club's, you know, time and resources to uh, to be a candidate. So, you know, they're going to host all these panelists coming out and, you know, their head pro is going to devote a lot of time to setting them up on the T-sheet. He's going to arrange for them to play with a member or have a member of his pro staff play with them, um, probably offer some sort of reduced green fee. Um, you know, it's a lot of time and, and energy to host these folks. So, if a club is not really going to be, you know, competitive for our best in state, we're, we're not going to list them because otherwise, you know, if they have no chance to make it, it's just kind of wasting the club's time. Um, so that candidate list has just evolved throughout the years. There's no, you know, one answer on why a course is or isn't a candidate. We, we often will revise that and add that ed courses who have undergone renovations um you know if there's a buzz in a state of a specific course that just you know had a lot of work done and people are saying why is it not a candidate well then we'll just add it you know it's it, there's no um it's not really a scientific thing um just based on you know what people are talking about in that state then we'll either add a course or if people are saying you know why is this course a candidate it's clearly not even in the conversation of being in the top 50 in the state anymore, we'll remove it. So it's evolving month to month, year to year. Okay. So there's no actual criteria that a club must be, you know, par 70, 71, 72, something like no, that. X amount of yards, of X amount of members. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch, I'm going to pitch a course right now that needs to be on the top 25 list. Love it. Like, I mean, I, I go through that list and Again, this is bias from me. I get the whole thing. Sure. But like Manasquan River not being in the top twenty-five, like I hate to say this, but like that's a damn shame. The fact that like Forsgate I see is on there, 
I'm just like, I I sit there and I'm like, all right, maybe these guys haven't played it. Maybe they haven't played it. Like, well, that's maybe, it. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they played it at the wrong time. Like. I don't know, but I go through this list and I see Canoebrook, 25. I'm like, <laughs> not close. Forsgate, 24. Not close. Like, I just go up at Hackensack. Like, I'm not saying oh, these Hackensack's are bad spots. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad spots, and that's not what my intention here is with any of it. But there are certain things about places I get that people like, but to me, like... So yeah, I'm advocating hard for that spot. I don't know. Like, get me a paddle. Get me an application. Let me start filling the damn thing out. Mike would just like to go in front of somebody to talk to them about it. (laughs) I'll convince somebody. I I completely agree. Um, So I played Manasquan River for the first time this year. And um, Chris was nice enough to have me out because he's buddies with the pro at um, Watchung Valley where I'm a member. So, you know, after I was done playing, I was like, Chris, you know, this isn't even a candidate course on our list. Like, you know, do you have any idea why that, why that is? Because to me, this is one of the 25 best courses in New Jersey and I've played 23 of the top 25. So I feel like I have a pretty good handle. And he's like, you know what, you know, throughout the years, we've kind of not wanted the attention, but that's changing after the Andrew Green renovation. And so like, let's talk about doing that. And so a few months ago, uh, we, went ahead and added it as a, as a candidate course. And now only four people have played it since we added uh, it as a candidate and you need 30 people just to play ask. it to be eligible. Yeah. That's over a 10 year period. So, you know, Manasquan river next year, will need 26 panelists, which might be tough, but you know, not out of the question. There's a lot of New York, Philly, New Jersey guys, you know, it shouldn't be that tough, but you know, if it doesn't make it next time, that 30 number, then, you know, the next cycle, seemingly it would be eligible. So, so yeah, I mean, that's one I completely agree with you. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, the club and the membership didn't really want the attention and now they sort of do. And those things change and evolve, as you guys know, from month to month, year to year, the way greens committees are. So, so yeah, again, it's just sort of a one-off situation at every club and that's the deal with Squan River. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's good to know because I, obviously I didn't know that, the course a needed to be played that much and then b mm-hmm. they need to want to be in the right. mix yeah. so to me like that from the outside when i see it i'm very i'll be very honest i'm very opinionated and i'm like sitting there saying what the <laughs> hell is going on here I know. I know and now that you're you educate me i'm able to step back and probably apologize to some people that like, <laughs> I, now i know why it's not on our list but yes mike's been you know, keeping I, receipts I, thinking yeah, he's gonna get listen, back and now he's like i need to apologize to those receipts i do I, I listen i can own up to when i fuck up i have no problem saying i made a mistake here because again i think that's why getting someone like you on the podcast to kind of explain the process helps people understand it more because totally. if the golf course doesn't back it then it's not getting on the list, regardless of right. my personal opinion of the spot. Yeah, so, it's just education, really. The, you know, the more that we could do from Golf Die just to educate people, you know, the less Mike's bad-mouthing our lists out there. They'll <laughs> yeah, be. I mean, but, but again, Ryan and I have this conversation all the time about the list, the list, the list. It, it is subjective to some aspect because we mm. all have differences of opinions. Like, I was fortunate to play Pine Valley this August, and I don't know how anybody could leave that spot and say one negative thing about it. So, like, 
Correct. Or how can it be number one every single year? Well, guess what? It will be number it one be. every single damn year. Yes. And if it's not, like, then I'll call you up and say, I don't know what the yes. hell you guys are doing you over should. there because that needs to be number one. <laughs> but like, I guess, you know, two to 25, it could, in theory, be anybody. Like, how close are they, two, three, four, five, in terms of, like, ratings? Yeah, they're very close. That's another thing people probably don't realize. So, you know, to get into a little of how the scoring actually works, oh, there are... I was. This is the uh, next question I was going to ask you. Sorry to cut you off, Steve. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what yeah. is on the criteria? How does the scoring yeah. work? Totally. Let, let me... I'm super interested in this. Yeah. So, you know, to try to remove some of that subjectivity, because you're right, Mike, like it's pretty tough to remove your own biases out of the the equation, but that's what our list aims to do. You know, some of the other publications like golf magazine, they just have their raters go down one to a hundred and rate the courses based on whatever sort of definition that they have, um, you know, which is one way to do it. I'm not saying that's like a bad way, but you know, we would rather it be as objective as possible. So there are six, uh, or seven really, um, pieces of criteria and, you know, every panelist, uh, rates the course one to 10 in those categories. So from shot options to challenge to uh, layout variety, et cetera. And, you know, we have a formula. So shot options is multiplied by two, same with layout variety. And, you know, we just come up with a mean score um, at the end based on just averaging out all those raters, you know, evaluating every course in those categories and at the end of the day, you know, it just spits out an Excel sheet with uh, with the list for that year. So it, it is very competitive. I mean, you know, it, I and I could pull it up while we're talking, but, you know, I would imagine the difference between number two, bolts for all lower and, you know, playing field at whatever playing field is six or five. Um, you know, it's probably about like a point or a point and a half and you know, that's across seven different uh, definitions. That's across, you know, almost a thousand evaluations. So it's really close. You know, we have a number assigned to those courses, you know, one through five or one through six, but it's pretty damn close. And you can make a case for any of those courses being number two in, in New Jersey, because I agree with you, Mike Pine Valley's the number one will always be. Um, but after that, you know, I, I could totally see someone's opinion on why Balti Upper should be right there, number two. I personally think Somerset should be number two. We have Baltusrol Lower ranked number two. So, you know, it, it creates this conversation. The nice thing is we have scoring to um, to back it up. And yeah, it is very close, though, at the end of the day. So we've always said that the nobody's breaking into the top six in New Jersey. Like some course that's like, like, like an example would be like a union league new to the, that'll be interesting new to the rating. But, but how does it jump into that top, that top four, five, six, like those courses are tried true. Historically, the, even the PGA is saying, these are the top courses because we're hosting events on there. Right. So, so a course like Union League, there's a ceiling for it in in the rankings somewhere, and and that's interesting that that you say that's probably a point difference between two and six. They're all just kind of clumped up there because they are yeah. they are the best in the state, and they're they're not going to 
they're they're going to move within each other. They're not necessarily moving in or out. You know, they are all great courses. The difference between that level of greatness is pretty minimal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree with that. You know where. Uh, Union League National ends up is really interesting to me. I got to play that two or three years ago. And, you know, I walked out of there saying this, this might be a top 200 course in the country. And I, I mm-hmm. think it might be, um, we just need enough people to see it and looking at their scoring from last time. Yeah. You know, it's probably like almost a full point away from making our second hundred greatest, but not to say that, once another 60 people have seen it, maybe that average does go up and maybe it will make top 200 next time. That's, that's the fun part about our rankings. It's, it's tough to predict in that regard. It's just a matter of people getting to see it. Yeah. I think union league could get to seven. I think that's as high as union league can get to, because I think from seven down to Ryan's point, I think that's when it becomes like, all right, we can start mixing and matching these and you really can't go wrong after that. Because I think the top six just has the history. It has it has the aura, not to the Pine Valley level, but to the traditionalist. Like I think seven, like where Galloway is. Has there ever been a thought about putting the actual score next to the ranking so people have an idea? Like, oh, Pine Valley got a score of a hundred, let's say, and number two, it's like ninety four point three, and the next one is yeah. ninety four. So people have an idea. Like this, it is pretty damn close. Well, the other yeah, one, we do the other one you said doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, the, for the top 200, at least. Um, but that's actually a good call on, on the best in state stuff. We, we probably should do that just so we could kind of, again, educate people. This, yeah. this is really close. Yeah, yeah because I, I think that that's kind of like, I'd be dying to know in a sense, like, I see Galloway 7 and like, I don't know, like Liberty National, when we walk the golf course there, I'm like, God, I'm dying to know like how close seven and 10 are to then all the way to the bottom. Like then where does 25 rank? Are they able to jump up higher? Like things like that. Cause you know, I'm always, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad and nerd and I like numbers and I like looking at all those types of things. So to me, like when you just see a number like, Oh, this is 17 and that's 16. But if you really knew the difference was like point zero one he'd be like all right so listen it's pretty super close close. yeah 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 that's a good call and that's what it is because i'm looking at it now um mountain ridge is within a full point of galloway and what was mountain ridge last time like 12 Mm. um galloway seven i'm looking at the list now yeah mountain ridge is 12 right now yeah, and Mountain Ridge was really close to making our uh, top 200. We published like the next 25 a couple weeks ago, and Mountain Ridge was like number 220. So it, it was really close to making that top 200, and yeah, really close to being the seventh best course in Jersey too. That's that's crazy. So like in, when we've had people on, they've talked about Mountain Ridge as being like that place is as good as golf gets. Like it, it is. We've had a number of guests say, like, because we always ask them, like, what's one public, one private you want to play? And, mm. and they're like, Mountain Ridge is, is a must play. So it's, it's super yeah. interesting. It's in my personal top three favorite in New Jersey. Like I said, you know, my opinions are different than our panels. Mm-hmm. Um, so my top three favorite in New Jersey would be Somerset, Hollywood, and Mountain Ridge. Um, I, I think those places, like I would gladly play them 
every day. Um, that's my definition of favorite. That's not what our panel's definition is. So that's like the difference. And if you were to tell me to rate the courses like best from worst, I would probably also have a different ranking, but, you know, just saying like my favorite, um, those would be my top three. Again, I'm a little biased, um, based on my style of architecture that I like, I'm more of an old style, old style type of guy. So, you know, to me, those three are as good as it gets in Jersey. And every July, this list comes out. Is that how this process works? Like every two years. So, um, the, the time of year fluctuates, but, uh, it's based on every two years. So, so like this came out July of this year, correct? Yes. So then, so then correct. The so next one will be 25. Correct. Yeah. Damn, that's a long time for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be alive. I don't know if I'll be alive in two years. Now I got to wait two years to see this top 25 list. We make the people wait for it. You know, it's uh, it, it does create a lot of anticipation. I think when these rankings come out, people are anxious, especially our course raters. They, they think they could anticipate the day that it's coming out. So if a day goes by and it doesn't come out, they'll text or email me like, hey, where's the ranking? Like, all right, you, you got to hold tight a little bit. We had a little change in the production schedule. So yeah. Um, it's fun. It's like the day that the March Madness bracket comes out. It's it's a big day for anyone who yeah. cares about course design. Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, because I, uh, you know, I, I I think a lot of people live and die by it to some extent. Like we're as people here in New Jersey, and and we care about our golf courses. You're always curious to see where we, on a competitive side where you rank to other spots. Um, but I think that process is really, really neat. It really is. Uh, I, I did not. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked for a number of reasons. I'm shocked because I was, I was hard fast that like Stephen goes and plays 30 rounds of golf at these top 30 courses in New Jersey, and then he ranks them himself. Him and Derek are like a <laughs> duo. I was, I was hard set that that's what happens. And and ready and ready to absolutely blitz you with questions on on why you did this. But now knowing the process, it it's 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 really interesting. So can can we ask you? Are are you allowed to give us your your rankings? Like what would your or like some things that you have issues with on the courses that you've played? Because I think we could go through and. And look at some we kind of already talked about. Like, like again, I, I've never played Baltusrol lower. I've only played nine and mm. Baltusrol upper. And and there's a bunch that I haven't played up at the top. But like, if Union League's not not like I liked Union League better than I liked Galloway. And it's again yeah. not to knock Galloway, but like I think Union League is that good. So uh, can you can you give us some of your insights onto here? Like, what are your what are some things that you yeah. would be like, I like this one better. I don't think this ranking's right. Like, talk, yeah, talk to us about that if you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I can. I just have to caveat it. And, you know, if any, <laughs> any of my bosses or uh, course raiders are listening to this, like, don't let my opinions influence you. These are just my opinions and they really don't matter in, in, in regards to the rankings. I, but, Steven, legitimately, uh, like, I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't, I'm not trying to do anything. Oh, like no. that. I'm just legitimately I, curious as to like, as the guy who wrote the article and now knowing the whole process, 
so you're you're a fan of this just like anybody else. You're just taking the data and just yes. simply putting it into an article for us to read. So, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts you on know. it as well as a golf as a New Jersey golfer? Totally. No, I, I won't get in any trouble. I, I've been vocal um, with our hundred greatest that like Sleepy Hollow is sixty third or something, and I just think that's sort of criminal. I think it should be in the top thirty or forty easily. So I've you know I've voiced that opinion for you know, over a year now and haven't gotten fired. So it must be totally fine. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked about mountain Ridge. That's in my top three favorites in New Jersey. That place just keeps getting better and better. I think that should definitely be in the top 10, probably the top eight or so. So that's one of them. Um, I think one that I played this year, I don't know if you guys have seen it recently, but North Jersey country club after all the the renovation work. It's where I was going next. Incredible. That place, as the kids would say, that place slaps. It is incredible. Yes. Told you, Mike. That's Ryan's. That's Ryan's <laughs> favorite, like favorite spot. There's, I mean, and there's. It's hard to argue because we were invited up to Crystal Springs this year to play mm. some of their golf courses to talk about their spot in specific. And and I had set up a day for us to go over in the morning to North Jersey country club to sit down with Brian Mackey and James Sirico. And I said to Ryan, I'm like, yeah. you're going to love this spot. Like I just know it. And he said, all right, all right. Like, you know, we get up there and I, I knew once he walked on the grounds, I'm like, this dude's going to fall in love. He was smitten. <laughs> and to this day, I think we were there mid July I don't know if it doesn't come out of his mouth anytime someone talks golfing in New Jersey. So I'm telling you, the, I, like I'll talk to strangers about North Jersey. Like I'll just be <laughs> like I'll see a guy at the bar and he's wearing like some kind of he'll wear a hat from his club. Or like, oh, that's a nice place. You ever played North Jersey? I'm telling you, it is. It, I absolutely love that place. And to your point, I think it's criminal that that's not on the list. But that said, now knowing that it's a two-year process, it probably doesn't have the ratings. Yeah enough ratings especially with the new redo so i get it now I, now i understand exactly it's the same same thing yeah they just got added this year as a candidate after all the brian schneider work was done so um you know hopefully in two years we get enough people to see it and yeah i, I think it's absolutely one of the 25 best courses in new jersey now after all that work i'll um, play it 30 times uh, next oh, summer, I'll go play I it 30 times and thing. I'll get it 30, rate, 30 ratings for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the type of place you wouldn't mind playing Not at all. 50 times a year. That's for sure. Um, I would say another one was Morris County. Um, I love Morris County. You know, I'm a Seth Reiner, uh stan, so I, I love that. Um, and they're doing a lot of work, too, upcoming. Um, Jaeger Kovic, who has done some work for Gil Hans and uh, did some work at Knickerbocker country club where I've played a lot of golf. Um, he's, he's doing some improvements there. So that should be good. That's like 22nd or 23rd on our ranking. I, you know, I could see it being in the top 20. Um, yeah. Trying to think you mentioned Hackensack before, Mike, I, I love Hackensack again, Charles Banks, really good. All, all updated. Arcola is really good. That's like as tough as a golf course as you could get while still, you know, you're, there's some playability there for the, the hacker. So while you're getting punched in the face, you know, it's not unfair, although the greens can run at about 14. Um, so you could get some putts that maybe are borderline there. They but, were running um, at a 37 yeah. when we played there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, 
it, it is. I like to think I can good. golf. I like to think I can golf. I shot 89 that day. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think I can golf. I, but, I literally Mike, there, Mike like, says that he's legitimately like a two handicap. Up. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I got punched in the face, beat up, kicked, stomped on, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I, yeah. I can't. It's so, it was so hard. The greens were there's so a reason, fast. There's a reason it hosted the USAM, right? I mean, it's, totally it's really hard. That. I totally yeah. can see that. I mean, I, uh, I know Essex County is also getting some work done to it, yes. too. Gil Hans is coming in there, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I know they're sitting at 13, which is still very high. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a place like even that, after the renovation he does, sneaks into the top 10, to be honest yep. with you. That's, uh, again, one of my favorites in Jersey. Definitely top top 10. Um, yeah, I got to see what their plans are for that first hole, which is a – a very lackluster first hole. Um, so they're kind of moving that old caddy shed and then going to have this like big expanse of like a 50 yard uh, waste area, all, all sand and kind of separating the fairway and then the run up to the green. It's going to be this more interesting first hole. It'll still, you know, dog leg left similar in nature, but, you know, really enhanced, I think. And, you know, I agree Tillinghast and, uh, and banks greens, um, so some really fun golf there. So that was one of Gil Hans's first renovation projects. And now he's getting to go back and he did that work really before he was Gil Hans. So it, wow. it'll be interesting to see. Wow. I, I, I've been in contact with a lot of people over to Essex County and, you know, they are like all more than happy to host us and have us come play. And mm. I think what we both decided is that let's wait until Gil's work finishes so yeah. that we can then really highlight that place specifically because, you know, we, we're dying to play there too. I hear so many great things about that spot. And, and, and obviously with the podcast, just having different doors open up and connecting with so many different people that yeah. one thing with the podcast, it just reaches everybody and people are learning after, you know, a little over a year for us that like, we're not just looking for free golf. We're looking to talk, play, experience everything, and then just kind of highlight everything here in New Jersey and that's kind of how the doors to Essex County opened up because really for two guys like us, that, that door is never going to ever be extended. So anything that we can do, and I had heard that, and yeah, I'm dying to see what that renovation ends up looking like. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Ryan really liked North Jersey Country Club, he's he's really going to like Essex County. So <laughs> I'm to hear what he says about that one. But uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I love North Jersey. I'm a huge fan of Hollywood. Um, I, I love yes. that, like that style is, is, is my style. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, so it totally I'm is. I'm kind of surprised if you ask me, like when I looked at the top 25, I, I get, I can understand probably every single one. And even like, if I want to like nitpick, maybe I, I would argue against like Forsgate in a sense. I, I'm just not the biggest fan of that spot, but I, I, the one spot to me that I think is really high is the Ridge at Backbrook. Like, I, I've played the Ridge multiple times. Like, it's cool. It's a nice spot. It's a challenging golf course. But to me, I if you ask me, like, in a sense, an overrated one, like, to me, that it, that's not 14. Like, I truly think that Arcola is way better than that. I think Union League is way better than that. Like, I think Matitakonk is way better than that. Like, I, I can probably go on the list all the way down. What, what draws people to the Ridge? I think um, that it's it's pretty challenging. So that checks off one of those categories. Um, you know, if you're out of the fairway there, and I got to play it for the first time this year, and 
sort of had that same opinion that you did, Mike, going into it. Like, you know, this is really high. Um, and, you know, it's Fazio. So people love to talk shit on Tom Fazio these days. You know, let's see if it could back it up. And, you know, I think there's some pretty unique holes there. Um, I I don't know that it's I, I think it's as challenging as, you know, an Arcola or other courses. It's probably in the top 10 in terms of challenging. I think if you look at the shot options and, you know, try to remove the bias out of it, you know, Fazio does a great job at that. He he does a great job at challenging the the better player while giving, you know, the higher handicapper an option to run the ball up on the green, um, some width off the tee. He, he does do a good job at that. And, you know, there's some unique holes there. This is the par five, the the, the seventh with the split fairway. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that par three after the eighth is very unique. Um yeah, you know, could you could you say it's it's overrated? I could absolutely see that case. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, that's the beauty of our of our rankings. Everyone has an opinion. Um, you know, two that I think are overrated on our list: the Trump one in Philly, the Pine Hill course. You know, I don't quite think that's you know top twenty or whatever it is. And then yeah, Canoebrook, I actually agree with you too. Um, the greens are probably more interesting than you think when, when you're on them, but I think just off the tee, it's not as stimulating as some of the other courses that don't make the list. So um, yeah, I, I get those opinions for sure. Yeah. Yep, I mean, Mike. Listen, Mike I, loves I, that I, eighth I, hole at the Ridge. Yeah, I made a hole one there. <laughs> Oh, did you really? Wow. Yeah. What a good hole to have an ace. Damn. I know. I know. Look um, behind him. You yeah, see listen, the ball. I, oh, wait. No, no he doesn't have I don't it. Know where the, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know where the golf ball is. But I, I do think, like, again, you could probably nitpick at a lot of the things in terms of, like, I like this one, not like it. And, you know, I, I do agree with you. I, I'm not the biggest fan of, of the Trump one in, in southwest Jersey. Like, to me, it's just kind of like blah. Another one I think that we could sit here and say other spots are better than that aren't yeah. even ranked. But yeah, I felt like I just got educated there. Yeah, right? uh, seriously. I, I had, I, I, so many of the questions I had, Stephen, were literally to ask you, like, how dare you put this course on and not this course? <laughs> but, <laughs> but now knowing the system, I, I like, there's, there's, you, I, you know, you don't need to. Um, I, I like, the one thing I would say about the Ridge, kind of going back to that, I think the Ridge has wow factor when you first get there because I think it's a very mm-hmm. unique course. There's not many courses that use the rocks like they do in the state. Yeah. Um, there's not many that have like an antler chandelier when you walk into the clubhouse. So I think it's a super unique experience, and that could – I don't want to say blur the golf course, but like – no, it, I think that might help know, the golf course. It's like, oh, this golf course is nice, and then we have these other things too. And you're just you're having a good day. You like a lot of stuff there. But Mike's played it. I loved it there. I've only played it once though. Mike's played it a few yeah. times, and he thinks it again. He thinks that rating's a little overrated. So I, I think that it's might a be great the case. point. Yeah, it's a great point because most of our panelists will only play a course once, the one round that they get there. So. You know, if you're making a great first impression like the Ridge does, and I, I think you're right, Ryan, it does. Th- that's going to help it. Whereas, you know, if you're Mike and you've played it five times, and you can you could kind of get over that wow factor. That's going to help. You know, arrive at probably a better ranking and a better understanding of that property. So, 
yeah, that, you know, if you could critique something about our rankings, it's that our panelists usually only play at once and, um, you know, could create a situation like this one. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very interested by the, by everything that you've said here. Is there, is there, what's the one course on there on this list that you've played that's not on here that, that you're just like, that's, that's the one that needs to be. Man, that's a good question. Um, I love uh, Montclair Golf Club. So they just got a, a recent renovation again by Brian Schneider. He's, uh, you know, he's hot in Jersey right now. Um, I got to play that last year. And yeah, I think, again, it's a matter of people seeing that place. I think it could absolutely be top 25. Um, really good Ross greens. You know, they have uh, a Banks nine. They have the Ross not, I think they might have 18 of Ross, um, really good and great tradition there. You know, Yogi Berra played all of his golf there. Um, I'm a big Yankees fan. So, uh, I'm, that's my bias right there. And when I was warming up on the range, um, Yogi's sons were on the range next to me and oh, that's you know, I cool. could hear, I could hear the Yogiisms flying from them. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's like a sense of place in Jersey. You're at Montclair golf club. Really cool. Um, yeah, I'm also biased. I think Guachung Valley, um, where I play a lot of my golf, could absolutely be in the top 25 in Jersey. It's, just, again, a matter of people seeing that. Um, we talked about Manasquan River already. I think Spring Lake Golf Club, too. I've gotten to play that three or four times the last few years. I think that's really good. Um, what a great routing on a small kind of flattish piece mm -hmm. of property yeah. using those, the, the natural landforms there and George Thomas in New Jersey. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to get my attention right away with Tillinghast. So um, yeah, those are some ones that I would like to see uh, make that top 25 or top 30 in Jersey over time. Yeah. Spring Lake is, is really good. But listen, yeah. Steve, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I mean, I know Ryan and I could probably continue to grill you with questions and, and waste your whole Sunday afternoon. But um, thanks so much for coming on, especially on such short notice and, and over the Thanksgiving Day weekend. I know everybody's got things going on and, and juggling this and that. Um, but we'll call this like your Jordan flu game. You know, you overcame, you battled through, <laughs> and, and, you know, you nailed it. Well, the fact that you guys said I had really interesting things to say, I would love if my wife got to hear that because <laughs> I'll like talk for a second about the course that I played when I got home from around and, you know, eyes glazed, glazed over. I can't tell her one thing about anything. So no, it, it was fun to chat about golf course with you guys. And uh, I'm sure we'll do it again when our new New Jersey ranking come out. So a hundred percent, hopefully we'll be able to see you before that. Let's tee it up sometime. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm not not too far away from you guys, so that'd be fun. That'd be great. Yeah, thanks again, Steve. This was this was awesome. Again, I blitzed you with a ton of questions, and this the ranking system is super interesting to me. So I I, I kind of geek out over it. So thank you for jumping on. This was awesome. No, yeah, I'm I'm happy to talk about that shit. It's you know it's what I think about every day. So uh, it didn't feel like a blitzing at all. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. cool. All right, Paul. Yeah, thank you very we'll much. Definitely yeah, we'll definitely play some golf next year. Would love that. All right. Hey, see you guys. Take Have care. A good one. Feel better. See you, pal. You too. Later. Name a better feeling than buying something you know you can take and wear anywhere. Money spent on quality products is money well spent. 
even more so when you can rock that purchase just about anywhere. Why would you spend a fortune on clothes you'll only wear to the course when you could buy gear that's just as nice at home, at a holiday party, or work event? Yet, comfy enough, it doubles as loungewear. Obviously, we'd all love to be playing 36 holes every weekend of the year, but just because you have to sneak in a quick nine before work doesn't mean you need to change your clothes. And as winter closes in, check out their new festive hoodies and beanies to fight off the chill at www.swannies.co and use code THEDROP25 for 25% off. Swannies is your go-to from work to golf and everything in between. 